Welcome to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone. So let's connect and heal our vibe within. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen, and this is my birthday week. Yay, it's my birthday week. Um, Except every birthday, I feel like I get less and less excited. Last year, I made a birthday episode, 1212 Portal episode, because that's when my birthday is. I'm recording this the week of my birthday. But last year, I recorded a little special, and I remember I debuted Matt Bellina's music in that episode, which was fun, and um, yeah, I don't know. Every year, I just become less engaged, and this year went by so fast that it honestly is just kind of depressing because time has just been warping and I feel like I was living in LA this time last year I was you know going through lots of transitions and changes I was packing and getting ready to um, move back to Florida to live with my mom and I was also in the process of hearing back from this show that I had auditioned for a pretty big show. Actually, I could probably just say what it is because it's already come out. But yeah, last year I auditioned to be on the second season of the Goop Lab. And they didn't really tell us what what it was going to be about. They just said it was like about relationships and sex. So, um, and I got to like the fourth audition and had lots of like meetings and stuff with them and emailing back and forth and I didn't get it obviously but that kind of deciphered the fact that I was just moving gonna move back to um, Tampa last year but if I had gotten that gig I would have stayed in LA so sometimes I wonder you know like what would have happened if I did get that gig you know on on goop I mean (laughs) that would have been insane it would have changed my life but I do think that um, things don't happen for a reason as well, so maybe that was going to create issues in my life, or maybe something, you know, crazy would have happened, or I don't know. You never know what could happen. Um, So, yeah. Today, I treated myself to Botox, and I've gotten Botox a couple of times in my life, and since it's my birthday week, I wanted to treat myself to Botox, and um, 
Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting because if you've ever gotten any work done like Botox or filler or anything like that, then it's funny because when you go to these appointments, which these kinds of appointments are my favorite doctor's appointments. <laughs> it's the only doctor's appointment that I get excited for. But anyways, a little bit of Botox here and there makes me feel good about myself. And, you know, I, I don't think I look very old for my age. You know, I'm 31. Um, and I don't think I look 31. I think I look younger. But um, I guess maybe sometimes we could see ourselves in a different way and sometimes I see myself as like being a little kid still and like I'm still like a teenager or still in my 20s which I'm not sure if I still look like I'm in my 20s anymore but people do say that I look young um and people don't believe that I'm like 31 you know um but what I was getting to is when you go to these appointments it is their job, it's the injector's job, it's the Botox person's job to tell you, oh, well, you could use this or this or that. Like when you go to a plastic surgeon, they're going to tell you all these other things that are deemed wrong with your body that would, that would be good for you to get. So, you know, and I, so you have to take everything with a grain of salt. So this, this lady, she was super nice, obviously knows what she's doing, knows what she's talking about. Um, and she was saying, oh yeah, like, you know, you could use some here and there and you could use some filler in your cheeks and you can use some filler in your nasolabial fold and you can use some filler in your, underneath your eyes. And I was like, yeah, believe me, if I had, you know, tons and tons of money, I would be doing some other things, but I don't. Um, and I told her like, I've had bags under my eyes since I was six years old, <laughs> like, they just run in my family like my my mom's side of the family they just have these big bags under the eyes it's like I don't know if it's an Italian thing but me and my cousin Samantha we both have them and we've had them throughout our teens and 20s and it's just you know I do use like retinol cream underneath my eyes and it helps but only to a certain extent but um yeah so I'm treating myself this week, and I think it's super interesting because I don't let myself, like, treat myself that often, but when it when it's my birthday month, I, like, I go all out. I get massages, I will book acupuncture, I'll book facials, I'll get Botox, I'll do all the things, and I'm just like, I don't fucking care, because I don't really, I don't treat myself at all, like, during the year. I know that sounds kind of bad, just to, like, cram it into one month, but... That's just how I roll. I haven't been feeling that great recently, and I feel like I get this like new energy when it's my season, when it's Sagittarius season, and like the week or two of like prior to my birthday, I'm just like I feel this energetic charge, and maybe it's because I'm like, oh my god, I'm you know I'm, I'm a year older, and look where I'm, what am I doing, and my life is you know, I don't. There's a lot of uncertainty in my life right now. Um, and the older I get, I just realize that I want to have an apartment of my own. I want to have a stable, secure living environment. I don't want to have to worry about where I'm moving in two months. I don't want to have to 
worry, oh my god, what's the next sublet I'm gonna have, or who am I gonna live with next, I just want my own fucking place, I just want to sign, like, a year lease, and just fucking nest, that's all I want to do, I want to just feel safe, feel secure, I'm so sick of this moving shit, and, um, so yeah, that's what I'm kind of dealing with right now, and I think that's why this birthday is just, like, a little off-putting and, like, anxiety-provoking because there's a lot of things in my life that are uncertain and kind of up in the air, and, um, you know, my living situation is, is one of them. I really just need to figure out my living situation, and right now I'm um, subletting an apartment that my friend was nice enough to sublet to me because she doesn't use it. Um, yeah, it must be nice, you know. Um, but, and I love the building, and I would just, I would never be able to afford this building on my own for a year. Um, and my credit sucks, and I am just so sick and tired of moving and worrying where I'm going to be living, and, you know. I need to nest and I want to sign a year lease and I just want to fucking feel grounded and feel safe and be able to focus on other things because moving is the most stressful and traumatic thing and for me, um, the, the bulk of my trauma from, you know, childhood, adolescence, all through college and after college so from, you know, age, I want to say like 10 to 31, the moving and the home situation um, has been very traumatic. And it feels like I've just been living in a constant fight or flight for like basically, basically my entire life because living situations have never been um, steady and secure. And I've been um, in a lot of really toxic living situations. I've been kicked out from fucked up landlords, I've been fucked over by roommates, I've been fucked over by real estate agents, and it just seems like it's this constant thread in my life, and, you know, I've lived with toxic people, I've couch surfed, I've lived out of my car, I have lived, you know, living out of my car in LA was probably the most profound experience, um, I moved out there right after college, and um, I actually am going to talk a little bit about this today because Venus is going retrograde, and I want to talk about what that means for a little bit, and um, so yeah, let's just segue into this. So basically, Venus is going retrograde, which means Venus is in control of the way that you receive love, relationships, partnerships, family relationships, friendships, um, intimacy, the way that you give love, the way that you receive love, the way that you perceive yourself, a lot of um, body image, the way that you see your face, materialism, money. So all these things are ruled by Venus and um, the last time that it went retrograde was 2013 and 2014. And that is when I moved to California after I graduated from art school. And um, I was actually going through the worst breakup of my life in 2013. 
so I was literally like living through this this mucky horrible um fucked up like it was the worst fucking time of my life and I moved to LA and then I was living with my cousin for a little bit and um then some shit went down and I couldn't live with her and so I was living out of my car and I was like couch surfing for a little bit and then I eventually found a room to rent um but it was a mess and this at this time in my life I was making um all new friends a lot of my friends from in LA they they work in like the production industry and they party hard and you know they but they party harder than anyone I know um and at this time in my life I was working at LF which is a uh, clothing store and I was like assistant managing making shit money I mean I was like fucking poor I was driving around LA in this Jetta that barely could drive up hills I mean there were so many moments that I just thought my car was just gonna plummet down the hill backwards and I was just gonna fucking cause an extremely traumatic event <laughs> at the bottom of the hill. Um, thank God that didn't happen. But um, at this time in my life, I was also binging and drinking. I was binging on food. I was starting to get into more exercising and over exercising but I was binging and even though I even though I ate healthy I still binge um and I didn't I wasn't eating as healthy as I as I am now but you know I was drinking a lot I was doing molly and coke and you know all those drugs you know and right now you know I know that I say I'm I'm sober and I don't drink but I don't put myself in a category of being sober forever. You know, there might be a time where I want to have a glass of wine or I want to, you know, take a Percocet. <laughs> like, or I, I want to take a, you know, a Benzo to go to sleep. So it's like, right now, I think just knowing my boundaries and knowing my limits is really important. But yeah, this time in my life, I didn't have boundaries. I didn't have limits. I was partying so hard. I hated my life. I hated my job. I I hated how poor I was. Um, and I was really just living through the muck of that breakup. And um, basically what happened was my boyfriend that I had in art school, he basically, we, we basically were going to move to LA together. And um then his brother won some settlement money and it, I guess it was like millions of dollars I'm not really sure but um, then he just ghosted me basically and said no like I think you should move out I think we should kind of figure out our own thing like our own shit and he ghosted me and this was before ghosting was even a thing like nobody even called it ghosting this was like 2012 and he still moved to LA too so I was living through this this new life in LA that I had and I was poor and I knew that he was rich and um, I knew that him and his brother and his lame friends were like trying to be cool and get mansions and in, in the Hollywood Hills and um, now I'm pretty sure that they all live in New Jersey and I'm pretty sure they all just like went through all that money and they're just like living in bumfuck New Jersey so 
there's a lesson for you. If you win money, don't blow it. Don't blow through it like a fucking loser. Um, but yeah, that was a really fucked up time in my life. I mean, I was literally thrown away like garbage. Um, and, but I did make a life for myself in LA. You know, I, I made a life for myself through the resilience and the grit of that breakup. And I, literally you know tracked through the mud and the trauma and I was all alone and I I made a life for myself for about four years in LA before moving back to Miami so um I am proud of myself for that you know I was poor for pretty much four years of my life to the point where I couldn't afford food I couldn't afford gas in my car sometimes I mean it was horrible so I have a lot of trauma around money. I have a lot of trauma around moving and feeling worthy enough to have a nice place to live. I mean, even even here, as I'm like subletting my friend's place, I feel like I don't belong here. Like I'm not I'm not good enough to be here. I'm you know. So there's a lot of trauma I'm I'm working through in therapy. Thank God for therapy, BetterHelp, which is one of the sponsors. My cat is pissing me off right now. He's will not leave me alone. And then he'll like just crawl onto my keyboard while I'm recording and it'll just like fuck the whole thing up. So um, anyways, so better help get some therapy. You guys know that I am obsessed with therapy and better help has literally changed my life. I mean, my therapist um, she's a, an expert in relationship issues, in trauma, in eating disorders, and um, without her, I don't know where I'd be. She's been helping me through a lot of my my bad days, and I've been having a lot of bad days because of my autoimmune stuff. So, man, I don't want this to be a pity party um, episode, but it is my birthday, and I'll cry if I want to, motherfucker. Okay, before we get into the bulk of this episode, I wanted to share with you guys that I'm linking up with this new app called the Wisdom App. And what the Wisdom App is, is it's, it's a lot like Clubhouse. People go on there and do these talks about interesting topics to connect with their listeners. It's kind of like Instagram Live, but it is audio. And what you do is you can go on the Wisdom app and you can hear some of your favorite creators, entrepreneurs, Instagrammers, um, writers, authors, speakers go on there and talk about various topics and connect with them on a more personal level. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like Clubhouse, but a little bit cooler and easier to navigate. Um, so you can go download the Wisdom app on your phone you just type in wisdom and the icon is purple it's a purple head with white headphones and I will be going on the wisdom app for a live conversation um, this Friday December 10th in the evening I'm on the East Coast so it will be 9 p.m. Eastern time 6 p.m. Western time so Pacific time and we'll be talking about mental health you know I love talking about mental health we'll be talking about you know how challenging the holidays can be how challenging you know our triggers can be and just 
mental health and trying to feel our best and maybe I'll guide us through a little short meditation as well. So I will be sure to share this on my stories on my Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, Gab Love Flow, I will share this. I will share the link so you can go and download the Wisdom app on your phone. And I will be doing that talk this Friday, December 10th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So I hope to hear you there. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You guys already know how obsessed I am with therapy. I talk about it all the time on this podcast about how I have two therapists and how I go to therapy every single week. Well, I've been going to therapy for years, but once 2020 hit, the year of chaos for all of us, I really needed extra support, and BetterHelp has really been there to guide me through these chaotic times. Uh, I've been dealing with anxiety, depression, and I also have been in this recovery space for disordered eating and just a host of other issues. So BetterHelp will assess your needs and, uh, and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours, so all you have to do is you take a a quick online quiz, you answer some questions about what you're going through, what kind of therapist you're looking for, and you can literally write in the answers, I am looking for this kind of therapist, I am looking for an expert in this field. That's what I did, and they matched me with a therapist who has tons of experience with eating disorders, trauma, and depression. And to be honest, I love my therapist so much. She's probably my favorite therapist I've ever had. And I've been through like a variety of therapists over the years. Me and her really hit it off. And even if you don't hit it off with your therapist right away, because let's be real, finding a therapist can honestly feel like you're dating. Don't worry, you can always change therapists as many times as you need. No questions asked, no charge or anything like that. So you can always change your therapist and then get matched with a new one that day. So BetterHelp uh, is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is literally professional counseling done securely online. And what I love about BetterHelp is that they have a journal feature. So if you're going through something challenging through the week and you don't have an appointment until, let's say, next week, you can write a journal entry. It's all online. It's secure. And if you'd like, you can share that journal entry with your therapist so that they are on the same page. They're caught up. They know exactly what you're going through. They know whatever triggers you've been dealing with over the week. And what's awesome about BetterHelp, too, is that your therapist will respond. So you can actually communicate with your therapist in between your your sessions. So it's not like you only get get to talk to your therapist once a week. You can check in with them frequently in between your sessions. You can catch them up to date. You can kind of communicate with them every day if you wanted to. And the online journal feature is really nice for folks who are new to journaling or just need that extra support. So communicating with your therapist more frequently could really benefit you if you're going through a rough time. 
BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available if you are struggling right now. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's better H-E-L-P dot com slash vibe. And you can join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You deserve the support. You deserve the healing. And you are not alone. There are so many people who are struggling with severe anxiety, depression, trauma, all of these things, and you don't need to suffer in silence anymore. So visit betterhelp.com slash vibe for a discount on your first month of online therapy. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash vibe. And that discount code will get you 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. Now back to the episode. Um, it's my birthday and I'll cry if I want to cry. Isn't that like a song? It's my, it's my party. I guess it's, it's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Who the fuck sings that? I have no fucking idea. But, um, so where was I? Um, making a life for myself in LA. That was hard being poor. Yeah. And then, so going back to the Venus retrograde, so if you go back to where were you in 2013 and 2014, those, those lessons, those ideas, those relationships, those memories, those are all going to resurface. And for me, how it resurfaces is it, um, it comes up in dreams. And, um, you know, these dreams of of just remembering all of those cringe moments like I those relationships that in that in that breakup and I also had another boyfriend that I met in LA in 2013 um we were together for like six months and um he was actually one of the best boyfriends I've had he was not abusive he was not manipulative but we did drink a lot, we did smoke a lot, and we met on Molly. So I mean, you know, I think these are a lot of the, the lessons that are coming up for me because the majority of the men that I've been with, I want to say 99% of them, actually no, let's just go with 100% because literally every single guy that I've been with, we had a relationship that was kind of catered around drugs and alcohol and like hard drugs you know what I mean like so a lot of these cringe moments are coming up in my dreams um Venus rules the way that we love the way that we receive love and the patterns and habits that we have to do um that have to do with self-esteem and body and beauty and so I've been having these really disturbing dreams and it's almost like Venus is replaying these scenes from my life as if it was like a movie and it's not easy to watch and it's not easy to feel because when I have these flashbacks of memories 
it leaves me feeling very angry and sad and like deeply disturbed and full of rage. But I have to remind myself that um, the universe is just trying to make me remember how far I've come and how I've healed and how I've learned um, from so many physically and emotionally abusive relationships. And um, I'm not a saint. You know, I'm not a saint. Don't get me wrong. I've been toxic and I've said things and I've done things that have been super fucked up. Oh my God, I swear to God, I'm going to fucking kill my cat today. Um, so yeah, I have done things that have been fucked up. The, the person that I used to be makes me cringe. I, I do not like her. I cannot believe the things that she has done. Very, very embarrassing things when I was in my hoe phase. And we've all gone through a hoe phase, most of us. If you haven't, then congratulations, because you probably have a lot less trauma. Um, a lot of my trauma does have to do with the days of drinking and drugging and sex and, you know, changing who I am for, for them. And, you know, it reminds me that Venus is here to remind me and to remind us that we do have shadow when it comes to love and partnership and intimacy um, and the person that I used to be in these relationships, I, I would change who I am. I, I would seek validation from men to feel whole. I would seek attention from them. I would, you know, I lost myself in these relationships, um, because I think I was seeking, um, a sense of security and a sense of safety because of all of the trauma that I've been with through moving and, um, you know, toxic relationships in high school. That's when it started. And um, all through college that I think that was my coping mechanism was trying to find men who would, like, protect me or make me feel safe, make me feel loved. Um, but... I have to remember that Venus Venus is also here to gently help us heal our relationship wounds. Venus retrograde is uh, bringing us a lot of truth and epiphanies in the realm of, oh my God, I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I stooped that low. And it's helping us rewire the way that we that we see love, that we view love in this day and age of dating apps and social media and nobody has the time or energy to put into anyone anymore. It's like if you don't if you don't if you're not super awesome and super cool or rich or famous or you have like something big to offer, then it's like it's like you're unworthy or something. And I think that has to, I think that also is definitely in the realm of friendships. Like even meeting friends as an adult has become this daunting, terrifying experience because it's like people just don't have the energy or the capacity to even care anymore about anybody. Um, that's how I feel at least. So, 
what we can do in this time of Venus retrograde is really reflect and try to, you know, write it out. And it's okay to remember those toxic relationships, but understand that you're safe now and that things are different now and that you do have the capacity to, to meet new people. Um, and there, there are good people out there that you can be with. Um, but I think expectation is the thief of joy and, you know, we, we need to learn how to be happy on our own. And I think a lot of these dating apps, especially now, cause it's like cuffing season, you know, um, right. So, okay, let's go, let's move on from that. There was a podcast episode that I listened to today while I was in the sauna and it's by Dr. Rick Hansen and his son, Forrest Hansen, and it's the Being Well podcast. Um, the newest, uh, what was it called? Hold on. So I love Dr. Rick Hansen and his son. It's such a good podcast. So the podcast episode that I'm talking about, it's called How to Find a Long-Term Relationship, Intention, Skills, and Marketing. And it's from uh, December 6th, which is the day that I'm recording this. It's a fucking amazing episode, and it really validated everything that we're all going through, especially for people who are single or dating or, you know, moving through relationships and just, like, losing themselves and not understanding what's going on anymore. It's just such a clusterfuck. Um, and he's a psychologist and he's like a hippie at heart and I love him and I love his perspective and his son is awesome too. Um, another thing that I found interesting is that the other, the other night I was in the sauna and this girl walked in and, um, usually like nobody really talks to each other in the sauna that much, but this girl walked in and I had my headphones in and she just says, oh, it's so nice in here. And I was like, yeah, it's really nice in here. Like it's one of the best saunas I love it and um then she starts talking my ear off she just starts you know opening up to me and kind of spilling her heart out to me about how she just went through one of the worst breakups of her life and how she just flew here from London and LA and she doesn't know where she's moving and her ex is in Guatemala now and traveling and how she feels like shit about herself because she's gained weight and she's like the heaviest that she's been and she's it's basically everything I just said losing yourself in a relationship not knowing who you are um feeling completely lost not knowing what's going on um feeling like a part of yourself is just it's just you're not you're not the same person anymore because you just got trampled on by somebody and it was just you know talking to her I tried to kind of give her some advice I guess but not really I was just there to listen um but I did tell her that therapy helped me a lot and I've been through a lot of traumatic breakups and hopefully you know she'll she'll get therapy because she she said that she hasn't gone to therapy and I think I was starting to kind of change her mind about it but um I don't like to push therapy on people because you never know what people have been through in their lives so I just there's only so much that I can offer. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I am just some random white girl who has a fucking podcast who's talking into a microphone all by herself 
in her apartment with her cat who has like no friends I'm talking about me not my cat my cat probably has tons of friends because he sees ghosts and yeah he's probably got tons of friends um so yeah it was just really interesting talking to this girl um I I really felt like I felt for her and it it reminded me of 2013 and 2014 when I was going through this Venus retrograde breakup and it's super interesting that Venus is going retrograde now and she's going through a crazy breakup it's almost like clockwork it's just it's in the energy it's in the fucking plates of the universe the these plates are moving and then things happen in our lives and it's like it's just going according to plan um so this time can be very overwhelming um so yeah let's i want to segue into um the next topic which is overwhelm and how this time of year can be very overwhelming because everybody's you know pushing away their feelings and their grief and their sadness or their addictions or whatever by shopping or self-soothing or self-medicating or this time of year just reminds us of how how the relationships are with our family how lonely we might be um when i get overwhelmed it's really hard for me to adult but right now and recently i've been adulting more because I've been staying very organized and I think maybe it has to do with the moon going into Capricorn because I have like a stellium in Capricorn and Capricorn is known for being this go 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 organized you know overworking kind of sign and I definitely feel like I'm doing that because this this week alone I made like eight appointments doctor's appointments um massage facial botox i have two therapy appointments i have a obgyn appointment it's like i it's all these things that i that i've been putting off all year and it's like why the fuck do i wait until december to do all these things but i think it also has to do with how i feel i generally kind of feel a little bit better during sagittarius season and a lot of the energy that comes with this time of year is this this burst of momentum this burst of um you know capacity to do things and this ability to to kind of move forward and this spark of just energy to get to get shit done you know it's also um a time of resilience and grit and bravery that also has to do with Sagittarius energy and um yeah so I just I'm getting everything done and just clumping it all together and then in January I'm probably going to be super fucking exhausted but then I'm going to have to start my search for where I'm going to be living next so it just feels like it's just one thing after another and it's it's really overwhelming and in order to dissolve overwhelm we have to find things that physically and mentally um, release the stress physical would be walking working out yoga sauna deep breathing 
mental would be going to therapy, meditation, laying with your cat or your dog, you know, watching some kind of, you know, mind nourishing show or movie or film or documentary or connecting with your friends, connecting with your family, connecting with someone who you can talk to. Um, For me, without working out and without the sauna, I would be so not okay. And, you know, my autoimmune disease and my Hashimoto's and stuff like that, it, it definitely makes me have, like, so many bad days physically, like, with so many symptoms, and it's just, it's, I've, in order to get through those bad days, um, and those really, really heavy symptoms, I know what I need to do, because if I don't do those things where I, where I can release the physical and the emotional stress, then I won't be able to adult. I won't be able to make calls. I won't be able to get shit done. And I'm in the process of a lot of adult things I need to get done, you know? I've also been trying to um, get get money from the government that they owe me. They owe me, like, more than $7,000 from COVID unemployment checks that they, like, supposedly sent. And um, nobody knows where they are. So it's like... I don't know, I have a lot of fucking adult bullshit going on, and in order for me to be able to get in the mode and the zone of getting shit done, I have to, you know, take time out of my day to to try to wake up early, go work out, go use a sauna, go move, have therapy every single week, and don't, like, don't miss a session, because those are the things that keep me sane, because it's literally a channel to release all the toxic beliefs and the stress and the and like the the black and white thinking and the cognitive distortions like you know things are never going to get better or worst case scenario it's like you can't be stuck in your head every day all day alone you need to channel it out physically and mentally um, the Waking Up app has been helping me a lot recently, so that's Sam Harris's uh, meditation app, which is really amazing, and uh, he even offers full scholarships to people who can't afford it if you just email them, so that's also really helpful. Um, been trying to fix my sleeping pattern, which is really, really hard, but I'm really trying, and tomorrow I actually have my first session with a dietitian who... Um, specializes in eating disorders so I'm excited to start that with her because I just feel like I need extra support and I'm not getting what I need from um, my doctors I do love my therapist but I think I need some more granule like um, nitty-gritty support with how I'm eating and you know, how I'm nourishing through the day and my symptoms because our physical symptoms and the way that we feel physically have a lot to do with how we eat, what we put in our mouths. Um, A lot of us are malnourished and we don't even know it. Like a lot of us aren't getting enough protein, aren't getting enough carbs. And I just, I need that extra support sometimes. Um, especially as I'm healing my autoimmune stuff, it really is connected to food, like for real.
Yeah, I've been um, trying to find new ways to like dissolve my depression as well. And the other night, last week, I actually felt pretty good that day because I was having a good day. And it's like, you know, I have one good day like every few weeks. But I, I decided to dance and I did some dancing in my apartment and then I made a reels and I put that on Instagram and expression is definitely needed when you're trying to heal or recover from trauma or depression, dance, art, um, finding anything that helps you express yourself in an outwardly way, you know, like it could be anything. It, it could just be, you know, reading a book and thinking and journaling. That's, that's expression. Therapy is a form of, of artistic expression because you are literally verbalizing the way that you feel into words. Words are spells, words are poetry. And when you're expressing the way that you feel to someone, that is like so powerful to articulate everything that's happening in your inner world and extract that and create words and stories and share these personal and intimate things with someone especially a therapist it's a safe space you know and it's just it is art it is art I don't care what anybody says going to therapy is art and that's why it's hard because making art isn't always easy because you're your worst critic and you're judging yourself but once you get these stories and these traumas out of your brain and into the ethers and expressing it to someone else, you you free up a lot of space in your mind, in your, you know, mental storage unit. Are you a supplement junkie? I definitely am a supplement junkie. And I got to say, I used to be a very bad supplement junkie because I would just buy junk <laughs> junk herbs and you know supplements from anywhere I could like Walmart Amazon or eBay or whatever you really have to be careful with where you get your supplements because you never know what kind of fillers are in there so I am really happy to be partnering up and sponsoring with Banyan Botanicals which is an Ayurvedic company and if you aren't familiar with Ayurveda, it is a system of holistic health. And Banyan Botanicals carries a ton of Ayurvedic products, plus their website is packed with free recipes, videos, and health guides. So go check them out. I really love Banyan Botanicals because they are committed to sustainability and they offer an extensive line of organic products that can support many aspects of health like stress management, digestive health, cleansing, even immune support. I've been really impressed with the products that I've tried so far. I really love the Healthy Vata tablets. I was taking that in the summer for a few months and I swear to God it definitely helped me regulate my moon cycle and my period, it helped with my stress level, and I feel like since I am very vata and all up in my head, it kind of like smoothed me out and like calmed me down and just helped things kind of regulate internally. Um, 
Another supplement I really like is the Shatavari, which helps with balancing hormones. And, you know, it can be really tricky to know where to begin when it comes to applying Ayurveda, holistic, ancient wisdom to your everyday life. But Banyan Botanicals makes it super easy. And they also have a free online dosha quiz. So it'll tell you what kind of dosha you are, your mind-body type. And this will give you a personalized recommendation of what kind of supplements and herbs and protocols would help you in your healing journey. So understanding what kind of dosha you are, I'm mostly vata. Um, it really helps you understand why you're dealing with some health issues, why you are the way you are mentally, physically, spiritually. It's all connected. So I definitely know you will love Banyan Botanicals as much as I do. I already feel better uh, from taking some of their supplements for a handful of months, and it's just a game changer. So you can start now by taking the free dosha quiz online, and so what you're going to do is go to banyanbotanicals.com slash dosha hyphen quiz, and once you take the quiz, you're going to get a promo code for 15% off of your first purchase, and that that promo code is good site-wide so they have not only herbs and supplements but they have some cooking herbs and they have oils that you can use on your skin it is like just a one-stop shop for all Ayurveda things so don't wait bring the benefits of Ayurveda into your life and save 15% off so go to Banyan Botanicals that's B-A-N-Y-A-N botanicals.com slash dosha d-o-s-h-a dash quiz that's banyanbotanicals.com slash dosha dash quiz go take the quiz find out what your dosha is get 15% off of your first purchase and let me know how it's going let me know what herb supplements you got how it's working for you and happy healing you deserve it and back to the episode. Um, making plans with people. I wrote down, making plans with people. I have one good day every month. <laughs> um, yeah, so I love when I just like read these little notes that I write to myself because it's like, <laughs> I was just talking about that. Um, I, it's hard for me recently because the couple of friends that I have in in the area um they'll like ask me to do something and I'll be like yeah that sounds fun like you know let me know and I when I'm having a good day um I'll make plans with someone while I'm having that really good day where I'm feeling good in my body and then when it's time to actually do the thing and follow through with the said plans it's like I'm having another flare-up. I feel like shit in my body. There's no way I can hang out with people. So it's like I can't even really make plans anymore because I'll probably be feeling completely like shit um, the day of the said plans. And this is why I've been focusing so much on my health recently is because I want my fucking life back. Like, I just want my fucking life back. I don't want to 
go to sleep feeling okay and then wake up feeling like I got hit by a bus, swollen, puffy, unable to function. You know, it's like I can't make plans with people. I can barely work right now. I teach two classes a week. Um, And if I'm having a bad day that day, you know, on Thursdays, if I'm having a day where I'm flaring up and I'm having all these symptoms, just teaching two classes is literally so fucking hard. I mean, and it it, it shouldn't be that hard. And, And I just, the older I get, the more I realize how important it is to focus on health because health is wealth. And if you're not healthy, then you're just, I don't know. I mean, I just... I feel like the last two years of my life, I've been really, really focusing on health and it's almost taken over my life, you know, recovery and therapy and trying to find doctors who will actually listen to me and not gaslight me and not tell me that everything's in my head and, you know, it's really challenging to advocate for yourself when you're dealing with a lot of autoimmune issues, chronic autoimmune issues, because a lot of doctors just don't want to deal with it. And instead of actually treating you and testing you and um, respecting you, they will gaslight you, they'll medically gaslight you and tell you that all your symptoms are in your head. So if you're dealing with this process, I really understand how you feel. It's really fucked up and the healthcare system doesn't make it any easier. Um, And then when you're focusing on your health, like I am, it can get very isolating. especially autoimmune stuff and any health issue it's like it comes with side effects it comes with symptoms it comes with days where you feel so shitty you can't hang out with people you feel like you know but you're also very alone and you're you need connection because we're humans and we need connection um so it's it's really hard when you know, when I do have that one good day and I'm like, oh my God, I feel good today. Oh my God. So I'll like do everything. I'll go to the gym. I'll, you know, go to the sauna. I'll schedule doctor's appointments. I'll email people. I will try to get everything done in one day because I finally feel good. And then, um, I'll become overwhelmed again and drained and the vicious cycle of chronic illness and mental illness continue because that's just that's just my pattern and my cycle. Um, so I'm trying to find this, you know, I just want to find doctors to help me through this process so I can have more better days, more good days, you know. I want to have five good days a month rather than one and that's you know that's the, the fucking truth so I have become very introverted the last few months um honestly ever since I moved back to Miami to be honest I've been a very very intense introvert because I've been focusing on my health like insane I've been through so many doctors so many specialists it's just so fucking exhausting that it leaves me um, feeling crazy, you know, like, and, you know, making friends as an adult, it's not easy. I don't like going to bars anymore. I don't like doing drugs and going to bars and drinking and getting blacked out. Like, I just have, I don't, I can't do it anymore. And one of the most annoying pieces of advice from people is 
Find people who have your common interests. No fucking shit. Obviously, you want to make friends with people who have common interests with you. But the thing is, is that there aren't really any places to go to meet people without seeming like a creep and just going up to somebody and sparking conversation um, like at Whole Foods or like in the elevator. Like, like tonight, I was in the elevator, I came back from my appointment and there was a guy in the elevator with a dachshund little dog. And I started talking to the guy about his dog and I think he thought that I was flirting with him but I was just striking conversation because I hate being in elevators with, with like a silence that's just so awkward. So I was just talking to him about how my dad has a dachshund and how they're they're supposed to be hunter dogs and whatever. And this guy definitely thinks I'm flirting with him. And he says, oh, yeah, yeah, my wife wanted this dog. So, you know, and then he, he gets off on his floor and I'm just like, I wasn't flirting with you. You didn't have to tell me that you had a wife, but, you know, I get it. Maybe he just felt better doing that, but I think it's just so funny that um, you can't even have a conversation with people anymore without people getting, like, freaked out or, I mean, it's just not socially acceptable to go up to somebody random in in Whole Foods and be like, hey, how you doing? I mean, you could, you know, and I think that's why people love going to bars and getting drunk because it's so much easier to spark one of those, you know, weird and wild and open conversations with people, but it's not like you're really open. It's because you're under the influence of alcohol or drugs or both. That's not your real personality because if you're sober and you wouldn't go up to someone and say, hey, how you doing? I love that shirt. Oh, are you here alone? Then that's not you. The things that we say and do when we're on drugs or drinking, that's not really us. That is just a... uh, less afraid version of ourselves with a little bit of toxicity mixed in there because let me tell you I have met some really shitty people when I've been drunk and on drugs and I've said some things that I regret and I've done some things that I regret and it's just makes me sick thinking about it you know um so the people we are when we're sober, that's who we really are. And if we don't like who we are when we're sober, we can change the way that we are. We can transform into different people. You know, if we don't like the the person and the kind of person that we are, we don't like our personality when we're sober, then that just says that alcohol and drugs have played a big part of life and a big puzzle piece of our personality has been uh, formed by drugs and alcohol. And that's okay. It's so many people are in that situation, you know? And I think that's why so many people have such a hard time dating um, if they're trying to not drink and be sober because it's like, I don't remember ever making friends that um, 
basically, you know, once I was in like sixth grade, we started, all of us started drinking, like me and my friends started drinking in like sixth grade. And by the time we were in ninth grade, 10th grade, we were doing Coke. So it's like, I have no experience in my adult life other than the last few years of making friends sober. So from age 13, 12 or 13, to age 27, the everybody I met was under the influence of drugs, alcohol, especially working in, in bartending and waitressing, um, even like roommates, you know, like maybe we met sober, but we would all kind of um, connect through drinking or doing coke or whatever. So it is really, really challenging to make friends sober. But I'm going to challenge you this month um, of December to get out of your comfort zone. And if you have been an introvert and kind of isolating yourself like I have, for me, I'm forcing myself to get out of my comfort zone by I RSVP'd yes to a holiday party for one of the yoga studios that I teach at. And I wasn't going to go. And then I was like, but why? Like, what's the reason? Is it because I don't feel good in my body? Is it because I have social anxiety and I don't want to drink alcohol there? I could go there and I could order a club soda with lime. And it'll look like I'm drinking alcohol. So I can literally just pretend I'm drinking alcohol. And then if I go there and I feel uncomfortable and I feel like I don't, you know, I, I have so much anxiety, I don't want to be here, I can leave. I can go for 20 minutes and I can say, all right, I got dressed up and now I'm going to go home. And usually when that happens, if you go to a party and you get dressed up, this has happened to me before, where I'll leave early because I just don't want to be there anymore. But since I'm dressed up and I have makeup on, I will start texting people like hey what are you doing hey what are you doing and that's that's how I roll that's how I roll I I hate making plans because as I said before I will make plans when I feel great and then when the plans are trying to become a thing in reality I feel like shit so for me spur of the moment hanging out and you know going out with people is more my thing and I do like how tinder has the option of free tonight. So let's get into Tinder shit. As we are moving into the end of this episode, I don't want to take up too much of your time. But yeah, if you go to the bottom of Tinder, there's this little four square thing with a microscope thing. And it says, looking for love, free tonight, let's be friends, coffee date, plus one. Um, I guess that's Oh, cool. Wedding wire? Yo, that's awesome. Is that like a new app or something? That is so smart. I love weddings and I would be such a fun wedding date. Even though I'm sober, I'd probably still drink. Um, so yeah, you can go looking for love, free tonight, let's be friends, coffee date. So you go to free tonight and it shows you all people who are free tonight, I guess, and they're looking for a date tonight. But I'm, I'm pretty sure 
guys just go on there just to even if they're not free that night let's move into tinder shit i don't have too much because i haven't been on tinder too much this week but i thought one this one interaction was kind of funny um it was art basil this past week and this guy said um he was commenting on one of my photos and he said there's so much natural healing that people don't take into consideration especially now with corona feel like self-healing and taking natural remedies are so much better than pills sorry for the rant i'm good working a bmx event for art basil in miami ugh and i said why ugh lol that sounds like so much fun i love bmx culture i can't believe it's already basil and my b-day is soon what are you doing for the event and he said well i said that because i just got promoted as a driver and now in charge of driving all the celebrities around which just means crazy long hours weird emoji faces what are you up to you should check the events out and I said, sounds like you're humbly bragging to me, lol. Uh, and he said, ha, sorry, it's weird talking about what I'm doing either way without coming off that way. Blah, 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 blah. I don't fucking care that you drive celebrities around. Like, what is the fucking point of you even saying that shit? Are you going to invite me out? Are you going to invite me out to one of these Art Basel events? Or are you just trying to, you know, stroke your own dick? Um, don't fucking care, don't fucking care, don't fucking care. Let's see. I don't really have any other ones. Okay, this is a huge red flag. It's not a conversation, but here's, here's a red flag for you. Their profile picture on Tinder is them shirtless, looking super fucked up with the rolling loud stage behind them. I'm sorry, but no thank you. Anybody who goes to Rolling Loud, uh, no thanks. Um, this guy said, my greatest strength is also my weakness, dot, 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 loyalty. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm sure you have lots of weaknesses that aren't your strengths. Let's just stick to the writing prompt please and stop trying to make yourself look better than you actually are this guy said my love language is passionate sex it's almost 2022 have if you haven't heard of the love languages yet you've been living under a fucking rock this guy says or no, this guy, okay, the reason why I screenshotted this guy is because his name, literally his name on Tinder is Killing Boy. Killing Boy. I'm sorry, what? Okay, I'm not going out with anyone who calls himself Killing Boy. I'm sorry. That is just so fucking bizarre. Like, if you can't put your real name on your Tinder and you have to put your rap name or your fucking, I don't even know what kind of name that is, no thank you. Okay, I think that's it for Tinder shit. Actually, okay, I have an update and this does have to do with Hinge. So, 
in my last or maybe like a few solo episodes back, I mentioned that when I was at three points and we were walking back in the rain, I stumbled and literally ran into a guy that I went on a hinge date with back in 2019. So that happened. I ended up texting him um, that weekend and just saying, hey, it was nice seeing you, like super random running into you. Uh, just good to see you, whatever. Um, he didn't answer, so I thought maybe he, that's not his number anymore. <clears throat> he texts me, like, last week. Texts me out of the blue, follows me on Instagram, DMs me on Instagram. And he goes, would it be, uh... Would it be out of line or something if I asked for your number? And I said, I actually texted you the weekend of three points. You didn't answer, though. (laughs) And he said, yeah, I was trying to be a good person. I had a girlfriend at the time. And I was like, yeah, I figured. No worries. Um, And we texted a tiny little bit for like one night, literally one night one super short conversation and he was like yeah you should we should meet up you should come see my new place um you know obviously nothing sexual or anything like that um between me and this guy and I was like yeah sure we'll we'll figure it out and then I texted him um last weekend and I was like so what are you doing are you doing anything for art basil um any any events anything fun didn't answer literally this guy ghosted me because it's been like over a week now that he hasn't you know answered and it's fine I don't fucking care it's not like I'm missing out on on anything I'm not losing anything um but I just find it really strange that he would reach out to me and ask to hang out follow me on Instagram DM me text me and then just not respond It's like maybe, okay, maybe this is obvious to some of you, um, but I think that he probably just got back with his girlfriend um, and, like, they just broke up for, like, a week. (laughs) So who knows, but that's a little update for you that does have to do with Hinge. Um, All right, I think that's it for Tinder shit. Sorry, it wasn't that much today. I haven't really been on the apps. Um, Haven't really been on Hinge either but you know all the apps suck anyways um thank you for listening i hope this episode helped you um again if you want to support the podcast you can support by uh checking out the sponsors BetterHelp and banyan botanicals and yeah happy birthday to me it's my birthday and i'll cry if i want to and Feel free to DM me and wish me a happy birthday. No, I'm just kidding. Um, No, but you can if you want. If you have my number, feel free to leave me a voice memo. I might not listen to it right away, but eventually I will. And I just want everyone to know that with, with, you know, this holiday season comes a lot of pressure. Birthdays, there's a lot of pressure to, like, you know, have the best party and dress up and look hot and, you know, fucking just 
do what feels good for you. If you don't want to see your family this year for, th- for the Christmas holiday or New Year's, then don't. If you just want to like go to the gym on your birthday and cry and eat cupcakes by yourself, do that. Obviously, you know, do things that are healthy for you. A great birthday gift or holiday gift to yourself or to your partner or to anyone in your life that is struggling would be better help. I mean, dude, if somebody in your life is struggling though, like really, really hard and they are like, they can't afford therapy, if you bought them like six months of therapy or something, like, do you know how much that would change their life? That is so fucking cool. That's like the coolest fucking gift if you really know that somebody is struggling. Um, all right. Another way you can support the podcast. Sorry, you're probably like, shut the fuck up. We don't fucking care. Another way to support the podcast is by buying any of my a la carte yoga classes or meditations or the modern meditation um, course on my Etsy and Etsy is linked in my show notes. So I am going to leave you guys with this special track called This City. It is a song collaboration that me and Matt Bellina collaborated on. It's going to start with spoken word poetry from me, and then it nicely flows into the sound, the track called This City, original, 100% original music by Matt Bellina. I helped him out with the lyrics. I hope you guys enjoy. It's called This City by Matt Bellina, co-written by me. You can go follow him on Instagram at Matt Bellina, and go shoot him a DM and tell him to get on reddit and start um performing on the live sessions on reddit because he needs to get on there he deserves thousands and thousands of people in the audience he's amazing so enjoy this song happy birthday to me bye how did i get here this place so hard to embrace a feeling so unclear. This city once sparked a divinity within me, but now there's only ashes and gloom as I melt alone in this crappy hotel room. No appetite, but a starving mental fight. It's crazy, I found myself and lost myself, all in that same breath, all in that same night. It's clear, we're in new phases now. Sometimes you just need to start fresh. Why did you reach out to me? Was it to clear your own regrets? So it's no longer a blur? So you can sleep better at night? Because to me, it seems like you're still a lost soul. I tried to help you. And now you have to hide me from someone you don't even love. But in all honesty, it feels so free being wrong. Because then you can truly move on without the attachment or the expectations of a certain outcome. 
But within the surrender, I still sit here and wonder, do you really miss me? Or do you miss being inside of me and my world? Expectation of a certain outcome. 